Let's do it unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Glory to God and praise the Lord everybody. In your Bibles turning please to two portions of scripture Isaiah chapter 45. Thank you, Brother Mangan, for inviting me and for all the wonderful people that have been so kind to come by and lay hands on me and pray for me. Thank you very, very much for all the kind remarks that have come my way that I, better than thee, know I'm not deserving of. But I am grateful and thankful for the grace of God. And I am a debtor to grace. And I don't know why we Pentecostals are afraid of the word. Hallelujah. Isaiah 45, beginning please with verse 5. I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. He's talking to Cyrus. That they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. I form light and I create darkness. I make peace. And I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. And if you'd like to write in your margin, hell ain't in charge of nothing. (laughs) Reading Isaiah 46. Beginning, please, with verse 9. Remember the former things of old, that I am God. There is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a ravenous bird from the east, the man that executeth my counsel from far country, yea, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. Just one more portion of scripture. Keep turning right. You won't get left. Daniel chapter 4. And I am on the clock. And it's my time. Daniel chapter 4. Beginning, please, with verse 1, Nebuchadnezzar the king unto all the people, nations and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I thought it is good to show the signs and wonders that the high God hath wrought toward me. Apparently there's low gods. How great are his signs and how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His dominion is from generation to generation. Everybody said he never passes the scepter. To anybody. anybody. Everybody said he is well. well. Enthroned. Enthroned. Not worried. worried. Nothing can touch him. him. He's in charge. charge. Hell ain't in charge of nothing. 
My Nebuchadnezzar was in rest at my house and flourishing in my palace. I saw a dream that made me afraid and the thoughts of my bed and the visions of my head troubled me. Next few verses said he made decrees for astrologers and Chaldean soothsayers couldn't find him. Got up the belt to Shazer, which was Daniel. Verse 10, thus were the visions of mine head in mine bed. I saw and behold a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height thereof was great. The tree grew, was strong, and the height thereof reached unto heaven, and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth. The leaves thereof were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and in it was meat for all. The beasts of the field had shadow under it, the fowls of heaven dwelt in the bows thereof, and all the flesh was fed. And I saw in the visions my head upon my bed, and behold, a watcher, holy one, came down from heaven. He cried aloud and said, You down the tree, and cut off his branches, and shake off his leaves, and scatter his fruit, and let the beasts get away from under it, and the fowls from his branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump of his roots in the earth. Even with a band of iron and brass and the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven. Let his portion be with the beasts of the grass of the field. Let his heart be changed from a man's heart. Let a beast's heart be given unto him. Apparently God can override human will. (laughs) Foolish little people. I'm a free moral agent. You won't find that in the book. This matter is by the decree of the watchers and demand by the one of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will setteth over it even the basest of men. Lord, bless the ministry of the word and help me do a great job in a little bit of time. I know that you've talked to me and you've impressed me and impact my life. And I need to share these things. Help me to have a right spirit and help me to be great for God. In Jesus' name I pray and everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you. I want to talk to you tonight on a reason to rejoice. A reason to rejoice. It is my opinion, and I think my opinion has been impacted by God talking to me, that the greatest need now that we Pentecostal, apostolic, holy roller people need is a better understanding and a proper perspective of God's greatness. If you have a small vision of God, you can have small victory. God has got to somehow take his rightful place in our concepts. That he is king of kings and he is lord of lords. That his throne and his kingdom are not in trouble tonight. Hell can't do anything that God doesn't let hell do. I wish I had a witness in the house here. I'm not going to get to the good part. I'm on the good part. I said God rules and reigns over the kingdoms of men. And he sets over it even evil men and wicked men and vile men. But God will have his will performed. And nothing can thwart his purpose. And nothing can stop his counsel. And he will do everything he has purposed in himself. Oh, I need ten minutes of your time. Before I can get to the rest of the stuff that will make you happy. God is unrivaled tonight in majesty. 
unlimited in power. Unthwarted in his purposes. He sustains all life, yet none give any to him. He feeds everything, but never does anyone feed him. He guides all, but he's never lost. He is a law unto himself. He does not, I'm going to hurt you now. He does not need your praise or worship. All your praise and worship doesn't make him any bigger. He is as big in himself that he will ever be. We add nothing to God. His own majesty praises him. His own holiness praises him. His own greatness praises him. We're just privileged to exalt him. But we add nothing to it. I'm going to lift him up. I am going to lift him up. I have a commandment of the Lord to tell these people how great your daddy is. To show you how awesome your dad is. So you will not be afraid when crisis comes your way. be seated just a minute let me read it the scripture says for I know that the Lord is great and our Lord is above all gods for whatsoever the Lord has pleased that he did in heaven and in earth in seas and all deep places I want to know where hell's in charge Reverend uh, Michael Williams would you read for me a scripture I'm just, I feel so good. I've got nothing to prove and 50 minutes to not prove it. I know you're you're waiting for me to hit the ball and knock. I'm going to tell you something. If you're not enamored and in love and blown away with the majesty of your dad, we're just playing games with ourselves and trying to hear another sermon. Friend, you got to get this right now. He is King of Kings. He is Lord of Lords. He sits on the circle of the earth. His word is law in that world, in this world, and in the devil's world. Nothing can come to you that is not permitted. Just be seated a second. I'll get to the happy stuff in a minute. Just hold on. Please read for me, Brother Williams. Thank you. Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. First Chronicles 29 10. Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. Hold one second. I think it's time for leadership to lead. Oh, we preachers, we only worship when the good part gets here. I'm I'm waiting for something to move me. Hey, who are you that God's got to move you? We're here to move God. We're here to magnify God. We're here to exalt God. He is unrivaled in his majesty. He is the imperial potentate. He is the supreme ruler of the entire universe. 
And he offers you the privilege to praise. And you're waiting on someone to move you. And David blessed the Lord. You, you be seated. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. And David blessed the Lord. And David blessed the Lord. Watch this now. Now David's the big kahuna. He's the king. He's the king. And I'm going to hit it hard. That means people in political offices ought to worship God. People in official positions ought to worship. If you want your people to worship God, preacher, you need to be the best worshiper in your church. If you want people... If you want people to magnify God, let the preacher start talking in tongues. Let the preacher shout. Let the preacher cry. Man, you'll give a signal to your people that'll say, this cat believes this. You can say what you want to, but there ain't going to be no new convert out worship me. He's done too much for me. We've been together too long. Man, I'm going to shout, and I'm going to talk in tongues, and I'm going to scream, and I'm going to praise God. And I'm going to bless the Lord. Just, just sit down a second. I got 51 minutes left. Read for me, Reverend Williams. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Forever and ever. Now here he goes. Watch. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness. Ah, wait a minute. Thine is the greatness. And the power. And the power. And the glory. And the glory. And the victory. And the victory. And the majesty. And the majesty. For all that is in heaven. Yeah. And all that is in the earth is thine. Stop. Wonder where the devil lives. I call him the prince of the power of the air. The reverend just read that God rules even in the heavens. Which means Lucifer works for your daddy. That even his rebellion and his insurrection and his hatred for God will not circumvent the purpose of God. God will turn his neck and head to fulfill God's design. He said, I will do all my counsel. The wicked will yet praise the Lord. The heathen will yet praise the Lord. Every episode in our lives will be orchestrated to magnify God. You, you, you don't believe me. You, you don't believe me. If you believe me, you, I couldn't stop you right now. The man read that your dad rules in the heavens and in the earth and in the deep places and he rules in the darkness can I tell you something and when he throws the devil into the lake of fire don't be fooled that dirt bag's not going to reign in hell he's going to suffer in hell even God reigns in hell
I'm telling you, it's about time we magnify the Lord and understand He is the absolute imperial potentate of this universe. Oh, hallelujah. Please be seated. Uh, just bear with me another minute. He said, He said, He rules in the heavens and in the earth. Keep going. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord. Thine is the kingdom. And thou art exalted as head above all. As what? As head above all. That's that's polite way of saying, I'm in charge. Because I need to handle the theological dilemma that we have in this movement. Who's in charge when hell breaks loose in your life? I didn't think I'd get much. Who's in charge when your loved ones die and God says nothing? When we pray for you and spit all over you and throw three gallons of oil on you and curse that cancer and curse that leukemia and curse that lung stuff and you still die of it. Who's in charge? Either God reigns or he's being reigned over. Either God governs or he's being governed. Either God is ruler over every episode, every area, every situation or there's some area that he's not in charge of. I defy every devil in hell that God is not a liar. God is true but the devil is a liar. God rules and reigns whether he chooses to heal us, raise us up, or help us. He is the magistrate. Psalm said he is the governor of the earth and power is with him. You're going to need this when your goosebump machine stops. You're going to need this when real life smacks you in the face and you can't feel an ounce of God. You're going to have to say, The Lord reigneth. The Lord reigneth. The Lord reigneth. Let the people rejoice. Bear, bear with me just a minute. You down to verse 12 yet, Rev? Yep. Now the riches me. and honor come of thee. Come of thee. And thou reignest over all. Now, and in thine hand yeah. is power yes. and might. Yes. And in thine hand yes. it is to make great and to give strength unto all. And he don't check with nobody. And he don't ask the devil whether he has permission to help you. This wouldn't offend you, Lou, would it? Lou is short for Lucifer. You don't ever really think your dad's got to check with Lou, do you? Say, I want to bless Jesse Williams. I need to help him right now. You wouldn't be offended, Lou, okay? Let me, let me put your program on hold so I can implement my program. Are you kidding me? Hell knows full well his program ain't never been implemented. God has got this thing set up from the beginning to the end. He declares the things that are not as though they were. We need to stop trying to escape from problems. They are from our Father's hand. They are a part of God's will for us. They have a purpose in them to make us what we need to be.
Bear with me, host. I got 46.2 minutes. Read. And David said to all the congregation. Now watch this. First, now, wait a minute. First, David blessed the Lord. Yeah. And then David expressed why he blessed the Lord. And then David said to the rest of the cats, your turn. Now bless the Lord your God. And all the congregation blessed the Lord of their fathers and bowed down their heads and worshiped the Lord. We love you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We know you're in charge, Lord. You're the supreme potentate. You're the unrivaled majesty. Your program is on target. It's on time. It will be fulfilled. You will do all your pleasure. Oh Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? Dost thou not rule over all the kingdoms? And in thy hand is there not power and might? Here we go. So that none may withstand thee. Did you hear that, Lou? Did you hear that rebellious pain in the neck, carnal church person that thinks it's going to cause me some grief? That none can resist you. It got quiet. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. Why? For Job said, He is of one mind, and who can turn him? Surely not a devil. You don't really think the devil can go up to God's throne and say, I'm going to huff and I'm going to puff and I'm going to blow your house down. You don't think, don't you understand that his throne is so high that no arrow can reach it, no bullet can reach it, no missile can reach it. He is beyond the reach of any weapon. He is beyond the reach of any tact. He's beyond the reach of any devil. He's beyond the reach of anything that would try to throw. You're not hearing me. He is beyond the reach of anything that could stop him from being the Lord. Is this microphone on? Is this on? Is this on? Are you hearing me? You, you folks in the cheap seats, you hearing me? Hey, you cats doing that statue impersonation. You hearing me? I said God is on the throne. I said God is God. And he has not given up his rulership because you have a problem that didn't have an answer. Please be seated. Our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. For what his soul desireth, that even he doeth. He liveth forever. David cried, O Lord, thine is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory. The Lord reigneth, Psalms 97 and 1 said, let the earth rejoice. I ain't going no further until you turn your hearing aid up. The Lord reigneth, comma, let the earth rejoice. You don't need any other reason. 
your dad is sitting on the throne. Let the earth rejoice. Doesn't matter whether he answers your prayer or not. Doesn't matter whether he bails you out or not. Your dad is on the throne. One more, one more, you can sit down, one more, and then I'll get to the sermon. The Lord reigneth. The Lord has reigned. The Lord is reigning. The Lord will reign. Deuteronomy 32 said, I, even I am He. There is no God with me. Watch this. I kill. Well, that devil, that devil baloney. You you, you ain't heard me yet. Heaven's got that dirt bag on a strong leash. Now I'm going to use you as an instrument to take care of my will. You think you came up with a thought, but I'm going to put my thought in your head and I'm going to cause this mess. What an insult it must be to God that when God lets an adverse situation come into your life, we give the devil credit as if he was the power behind the situation. The poor punk is nothing but a pawn. He's a pawn. He's like Judas. He's just an actor in a play. He says, I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. Are you in your daddy's hand? Let's see if hell can get you out of it. Is the church in the hand of the Lord? Let's see hell try to get the church out of God's hand. You're not hearing me. He said, none can deliver out of my hand. The Lord reigns. The Lord has reigned. The Lord will continue to reign. The devil may resist and rebels may act up. But the will of God will be done anyway. Oh yes, oh yes. I don't care how stupid Jacob acts. God has told him in 28 of Genesis, I'm going to bring you back here. I don't care if you act 20 years like a fool, my purpose will be fulfilled. Let the church people call you a backslider and a carnal jerk and what have you. But I have gone on record. I will bless you and I will be with you and I will bring you back. Now you're going to pay a terrible price and consequence for your sin and your stupidity and your foolishness. But my purpose will be fulfilled. He said it out loud so the devil could hear it. I will not leave you until I've done what I... Oh, I wish somebody believed me. All I want God to do, Reverend Billy, is to start something in me. Now, we don't believe that doctrine either. But the Bible said it is God who worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. If you can get God to start something, He is Omega. He'll finish what He started. He will complete it. You are not a laboratory rat. We are not on a performance test. God has taken us on for keeps. 
almost finished. God is absolute. God is supreme. God is the potentate. He can and will bring to pass everything that he wills and pleases. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, God does and only does ever and always what pleases him. He is under obligation to no one. He doesn't know you air. He doesn't know you a fair chance. He doesn't know you a good break. What he does owe you is a good free trip to hell. Because we're all insurrectionists and we're rebels and we're cantankerous and we deserve to be damned forever. He don't owe us nothing. But if he woke you up this morning and started you on your way, if he got your lungs to working and your heart to pumping and your brain to working, there ought to be a praise in your soul because God in his mercy touched your life. Bear with me just a minute. I said God can do anything He purposes to do. He can visit a 90-year-old lady and get her pregnant. Am I in the Bible? He can send a little naked Hebrew baby floating down a Nile River so the crocodiles don't eat him. Put the kid in the palace, protect it against the palace's death warrant. Give him the best education, feed him, clothe him, bless him and say, okay, now wreck the joint you just lived in. Oh, come on. You don't think it was chance that that thing floated down the aisle? My friend, God is in charge of everything. God is the unparalleled ruler, potentate, supreme being of the universe. And he's my dad. And he lives inside me through the power of the Holy Ghost. together for the good them who are the called according to the purpose of God so the purpose of God is the overriding factor for the junk that comes to your life sometimes uh, God I want to go crazy here in a minute I'm going to go crazy Ephesians 1 11 says who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. He counsels with himself. Talks to himself and says, this is what I'm going to do. And I don't care, come hell or high water, what I decided I'm going to do, I'm going to do. And even my poor silly little people give the devil credit for circumventing my will and purpose. I'll just override them anyway because I cannot lie for I am not a man that I should lie. Have I not spoken? Will I not do it? You, you need to hear me. He said, I will never leave you. Now I'm going to say something going to mess some of your theology up. But I'm going to tell you, I'm right anyway. It doesn't bother me. You're going to have to work at going to hell. Yeah. 4,000 people and 6 people said, yeah. I'm going to try it again. If God has begun a work in you, He will complete it till the day of the Lord. You 
are going to have to work at going to hell because God is for you. You'll be seated. God told Abraham, I'm bringing your seed out. And in one night, I don't care what Pharaoh says. I don't care what all the demons behind those idols that they worship said. I'm not interested in the principalities and powers. Are the principalities and powers located in the heavens? Yeah. Well, Reverend Williams said, I rule the heavens. I just come storming through, kick teeth, knock heads out. I don't bother with them. You got to understand something, Pentecost. God is not married to you. God is married to his word. All you got to do is marry yourself to his word and you'll be married to the purpose. God doesn't owe us anything. Stop this craziness. He owes the United Pentecostal Church. He don't owe us nothing. He is in alignment and covenant with his word. He said, my word shall not return void. It will accomplish the purpose whereunto I've sent it. And I don't care how many devils and backsliders and rebels and liars and wackos it affects. In one night, in one night, your dad put on the biggest jailbreak recorded in history. In one night, with a guy with a sunburn and talked funny and had a magic stick, he popped three million people out of a jail. And you're sitting there sucking your thumb when you can't feel him and say, I just, but this is different. He must have fell off his throne. He ain't ever fell off his throne, honey. You didn't hear me. He don't ever get scared. The boogeyman don't scare him. World crisis doesn't worry him. The economic situation hasn't given him a headache. He rules and reigns. All the resources of the earth are the Lord's. Just a few more minutes. I got, I don't know what I got left. Just bear with me. Well, what, what scripture do you have, Brother Williams? Daniel? That's what I want you to read. Now I'm going to get to the good part. You'll be happy now. You'll get happy now. You'll get happy. Yeah. You'll get happy. You watch. Did, did you hear what I said, Brother Kilgore? God said to you, listen, James Kilgore, my counsel will stand and I will do all my pleasure. If I got to half kill you to do it, I will do it. Oh, yeah. If I got to kill a hundred million devils to get off your carcass, I'll do it. I will not go back on my word. We have got to understand. You see, we're living in fear that every other day we're going to be lost. Well, I feel a nervous spirit coming out of you theologians. You're all afraid I'm going to say once saved, always saved. I'll tell you what I think. I think God believes once saved, always saved. I believe God thinks once he saved you, he's got enough power to keep you saved. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to bed tonight worrying whether I'm going to lose the Holy Ghost during the night. I'll go to bed with the Holy Ghost. I'll wake up with the Holy Ghost. 
I ain't got no swinging door on my soul that every time I have a bad thought or a bad day or I react wrong or I don't pray like I should that the Holy Ghost leaves. Okay, you got to sit down. I got to get to the sermon. Watch this. Read this for me, Reverend Williams, please. Sir. It is thou, O king, that art grown and become strong. Daniel is given the interpretation of the dream. For thy greatness is grown and reacheth unto heaven. You become a big deal. And thy dominion to the end of the earth. In Daniel 5 and 22, he gives the interpretation later to his son or grandson, Belshazzar. When he says, God of heaven gave thy father glory and majesty and power and honor. What I'm trying to tell you tonight is that God is the Lord of what you got. And he's the Lord of what you lose. And he's the Lord of what he leaves you. Just, just, or just watch. Read for me. And, Don't watch these guys over here. Watch me. And whereas the king saw a watcher. Yeah, watch and in a holy one coming down from heaven. Coming down from heaven. And saying, hew the tree down and destroy it. Cut the tree down and destroy it. Now watch this. Yeah, Cut it down. Wait a minute. Cut it down. I built it. I made it. I blessed it. It's mine. Cut it down. Boom. But watch this. This is what the Holy Ghost spoke to me. Read. Yet leave the stump. Stop. I'm the Lord of what you've lost. And I'm the Lord of what you got left. You're not getting me yet. You don't understand. When God lets you lose something. You can rest assured, sweetie pie, he ain't going to leave you without anything. He may let a devil take something from you. He may let life steal something from you. But you can rest assured, he's going to leave you something, even if it's a stump. You know why? Because the stump had roots. And that means that God could bless it, that it could grow again, that it could blossom again, that it could become again, that you could recover again what you had lost. He is the Lord of what you've got left. Please be seated. We gotta, we're, we're racing the clock. Read for me, Reverend. The, leave the stump of the roots thereof in the earth. Now he, notice, notice, Jimbo. The devil couldn't take the stump. Come and think of it. The devil couldn't cut down the tree. God took down the tree. My tree. God left the stump and told the devil, get off the stump. And hell wouldn't touch that stump with a 50-foot pole. No, you, no, 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 you're not getting me yet. If God allows you to lose something, 
your salvation is going to come for what he left you because he will never let you lose everything he, he's, oh you gotta you got stop here we're, 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 I, I gotta catch a fast train here read just read Save the stump, even with a band of iron and brass, yeah. in the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven. Let it suffer. And let his portion be with the beast of the field yes, till yes, seven yes, times yes, 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 yes. pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king. This is the decree of the Lord. Verse 26. And whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the tree roots. Now, it wasn't a suggestion. <laughs> Command. Heaven didn't ask hell. Leave him something. Heaven walked up and said, Hell! I'm leaving him something. You ain't allowed to touch it. And hell just goes. You're not hearing me yet. Don't you understand what hell wants from you? Hell's trying to take from you what heaven left. But heaven won't let hell have what he left because heaven's going to use what he left to get you back what you lost. I'll try to finish. You have got to believe. Please hear me. God gave this to me. You have got to believe that if God lets you lose anything, it is indeed God that orchestrated your loss. Now listen to me. I'm going to say something that's very profound. You ready, Reverend Jesse? Here we are. It's powerful. Just waiting for you to get up to it now. Watch this. If God allows you to lose something, it is His vote. You didn't need it to fulfill His purpose. Is the microphone on? Did you hear what I just said? I said, if God allows life, the devil, sickness, death, whatever, to take something precious and powerful and beautiful from you, it is God saying, you didn't need that for me to fulfill my purpose in your life, or I would have made you keep it. Because God always uses what is left while you suck your thumb over what's been lost. Genesis, you ready, Brother Dees? You preach with me. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, notice, notice, the principle of first mention is as close as you can get to the new beginning of that book. Genesis 1-2. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Genesis 1-1. Genesis 1-2. And the earth was void. Hebrew. The earth became void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Had something. Lost something. And God shows up and uses what's left. 
you keep thinking you need what you lost. God says, I don't need what you lost to do what I want to do. I can use what you've got left to do what I want to do. Are you hearing me yet? I said, you do not need what you've lost. Because God's going to use what he left you. And God stepped in the middle of a chaos and commanded a blessing. You ready for this one, Reverend? That means that God gets up and going. He don't need everything going good in our lives for him to give us a blessing. He can walk into crisis, chaos, darkness, and death. And he can just command a blessing. He don't need what you've lost. He's going to use what you've got left. God didn't need the human race that was killed during Noah's ark. He used what he had left. Eight people on an ark. I don't think you hear me. I don't think you hear me. Jesus said it. The thief cometh but for to steal, kill, destroy. Now let's try it again. The thief cometh but for to steal, kill, destroy. You ready? Next part. And he couldn't come to your place if I didn't let him. And while he was trying to burglarize your life, anytime I wanted to, I could have caught him. You're not hearing me yet. If God leaves a window open in your life, you can rest assured you're getting set up for a miracle. Because God can stop the thief if he wants to stop the thief. And God can set up radar if he wants to set up radar. But if he lets life or the devil burglarize something in your life, you can rest assured God's fixing to use what he left you. Hurry up, I gotta, I gotta finish. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try one more time. One more time. You and I cannot lose anything or anybody hear me, pastors. You cannot lose anything nor anybody that God feels you need to fulfill His purpose. And you can't keep nobody that God wants to let go. Stop crying in your root beer because some people won't walk with you and people won't work with you and people won't tithe. That's all right. God's saying, you don't need them for me to fulfill my job in you. You don't need them for me to do a work in you. If God lets them go, you don't need them. Please be seated. A few more minutes and I'll be done. Hell's laughing over what some of you've lost. 
I've been praying for some of you sweet people. I've watched you. I look stupid, but I'm not stupid. I scan the aisles. I watch this thing for three days and nights. I see sadness and sorrow and pain etched in people's eyes and their faces. I see distraught feelings and nervous conditions and people that are saved, but they're still hurting and they're filled with anxiety. I, I saw so much pain. I've been weeping around here for the past couple of days. God has just put his hand on me and, and gave me this message to try to encourage you, to tell you he knows what you've lost. But one, what you lost, the devil didn't do it. God allowed it. You were the one shouting 20 minutes ago, the Lord. And he wanted me to tell you, stop lamenting over what you've lost. I'm going to use what I've left you. Please be seated. I'm, I'm rushing. I'm going to tell you something, Reverend Anthony Mangan. Thank you for being so kind to me. But let me give you a little Bible lesson. God had to give the devil a note of permission to go to Job's ranch. He's fussing and cussing and arguing with God. He said, sure, 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 sure. Anybody worship you. Yeah, look at the way you blessed them. You got them hedged about. God said, all right. I let down one hedge, but I always leave up one hedge. You can take his stuff, but you can't touch him. Next chapter, devil comes. <laughs> yeah, skin for skin. Yeah, everybody careful. It's covering her hide. Yeah. You let me touch him. You can see your face. God says, mm-hmm. Down second hedge, up third hedge. Touch his body. Don't take his life. You're not hearing me. Every time hell wants to rip you off and destroy you, God leaves a hedge up. God leaves a hedge up. And it's what God leaves up that's going to frustrate the devil's plan. I'm going to try it last time. I'm, I'm, I'm coming down my landing gear right now. Please sit down. Stop lamenting over what you've lost or who you've lost. If God thought you needed them to fulfill his purpose, he wouldn't have let you lose them. I have stayed awake as a pastor anguished over people that are fussing and cussing and arguing with me, won't do right and leave the church. I've cried over them. I've prayed for them. I try to reach them. I don't want to be any kind of offending party that would drive people away. But I want to tell you, God helped me. He saved me from anxiety and frustration. He said, Jeffrey, you can't keep what I let go. And nothing can leave you that I declare must stay. I've had people quit my music department. <laughs> I've had people quit. I had my, had my choir director quit. I've had my best organ player quit. I'm going like a jerk out the door. 
you laugh all you want to, but I did. My choir person went out. My, my organ player left. I'm, uh, and finally, after two years, God says, Will you shut up and sit down? I sent him away. Why did you let me lose her? Why did you let me lose him? Because you don't need them. I'm going to do something with what you've got left, not with what you've lost. Please be seated. We're closing. The loss, Brother Williams, was painful. What was left was powerful. Well, what did Job have left? Well, that's easy. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even heaven can't destroy my confidence in heaven. I've got my mind made up. You're too good to drop me. You're too good to leave me. You're too good to forsake me. You can't even destroy my faith in you. Please bear with me. Last minute here. Everybody preaches. Am I making you nervous? No, no. I'm out of time. Gideon's story. 32,000. Anybody scared? Go home. Whoosh. 22,000. Why did you let him go? Won't need him. Well, at least I got 10, I got 10,000 left. Too many, lest they vaunt themselves. Let's go to the water. Lap, 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 lap. From home, 9,700 go home. Judges 7, 7. By these that remain shall I deliver the Midianites into thine hand. Don't worry what you've lost. I'm going to use what you've got left. Finish, finish, finish. You ready to get my scripture for me in Exodus, Reverend? Just hold one second. Samson lost. Lost his anointing. Lost his hair. Lost his reputation. Lost his position. Lost his walk with God. Boy, I'd like to make a statement. I think I will make a statement while I'm here. Somebody needs to tell you about your anointing. Because you people are frustrated over your anointing. Because you don't understand anointing. Here's what anointing is. I'll just save you four years of Bible school. Here's what anointing is. Anointing. Anointing is no more or less than divine anointing. Hate shepherd boys that have anointing. That's why his family rejects him. Because the family doesn't understand why you act like you act. And sometimes we're frustrated because we feel something, but we're not what we feel. You, you'll be seated. Last, last second, last second. I'm, 
Yeah, boy, this is like going to the movies here. This is neat. I make it reference to my young childhood. I, I ain't got time to finish, so we'll just hit one thing. Listen to what the reverend's reading. From Exodus chapter 9, verse 8, 9, 10, and 11. And I'll finish. And the Lord said unto Moses and unto Aaron, Yeah? Take to you handfuls of ashes of the furnace. Wait a minute. He's trying to get these Hebrews out of jail. He's fighting devils and demons and Pharaoh and magicians. And God says, I know how to give you the victory over the things that are fighting you. Get yourself some handfuls of ashes. Now you got to understand something. Ashes is the stuff that's left. Never mind, honey bun, what you've lost. Forget what got burned up in the trial and the fire and life. I'm asking this congregation, you got any ashes? You've been through anything that you can say, God's been with me. God has answered prayer. God has been my friend. God has helped me. Have you got to dance a little bit still? Have you got to tear? Have you got to choke prayer? Have you got any ashes? Finish, finish, please sit down, finish, um, I, I gotta finish. And let Moses sprinkle it toward the heaven in Boy. the sight of Pharaoh. You can't do anything about what you've lost, but do you have a handful of ashes? That you can lift up to the Lord. Remain standing. I'm closing. Read for me, Reverend. He says, and, and, it, and sprinkle it heavenward. In the sight of Pharaoh. In the front of the people who are the flesh people, the carnal people who don't understand you. Now watch this. And it shall become small dust in all the land of Egypt. Wait a minute. That's what God showed me in the the room today when I was studying and praying. He said, Jeffrey, tell the people, when they use ashes, what they got left, I will take what they have left. And one, I will transform it. So it stops being ashes and becomes small dust. Watch this last point. And it shall be a boil breaking forth with blames upon man and upon beast throughout all the land of Egypt. Stop. He starts with handfuls of ashes. Throws it Godward. God accepts it, transforms it, makes it dust, and then multiplies it. So two handfuls touched all of Egypt. so sorry I didn't get to finish. I had a good sermon here. I wanted to, I wanted to preach where you really got to shouting about David at Ziglag.
First Samuel 30. He lost everything. Remember, he lost everything. You know how he got it back? The Bible says they found an Egyptian wandering. And they said, who do you belong to? He said, I'm an Egyptian, a servant of the Malachite. I fell sick a few days ago. Here it is. And my master left me. And David took what was left. And it guided to him to what he had lost. And the woman with the issue of blood had spent all and lost her marriage and her family and her happiness and her religion. But she had faith left. And the widow in 2 Kings 4 when the prophet comes her husband's died. Death's been to the house. She's lost somebody she loved. She's lost somebody that provided for her. She's lost her security. The creditors are taking sons. The prophet comes. All he asked is, have you got anything left? I can't do nothing about what God lets you lose. But I can get my prophetic gift working with what you've got left. I'm asking this congregation, have you got anything left? Is there just a little ounce of faith? Is there a little desire? I know some of you lost your joy and your faith and your excitement and your enthusiasm. And you've lost members and finance. But you have not lost everything. Whatever you've got left, it's enough to give you a miracle. Thank you, Brother Bimbrey, for that awesome message this afternoon. You struck a fire in my soul. You made one statement particularly when you said, Question, can these bones live? You sweet people are going home. After Rexy Dale takes you into outer space, you're going home, and you're going to face some crud like Ezekiel faced. Now, you hear me? Well, you spiritual gurus, you hear me? And if you're honest like Ezekiel, there's going to be times in your life when you're going to face something that's so dry and so... Can these bones live, son of man? Lord, thou knowest. I, I, I don't have faith for what I'm facing. I've lost my passion for what I'm doing. Somebody here's been asked the question, can this marriage work? Can this church Thank you. Can, can this church live? And we go home sometimes and we look at it and we say, I've lost my faith. I just honestly don't know, Lord, whether it can happen. Well, okay. Then when you don't have any faith and you don't have any passion, 
Just use what you have left. Just obey. So I prophesied as I was commanded. When you don't feel nothing and you're not sure about anything, speak to that dead situation anyway. Great sermon. Then sing, my soul, my Savior God, to Thee. How great Thou art.